Chapter Seven of Peter Simple. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. Peter Simple by Frederick Marriott. Chapter Seven. Scandalum magnatum clearly proved. I proved to the captain that I consider him a gentleman although i had told him the contrary and i proved to the midshipmen that i am a gentleman myself they prove their gratitude by practising upon me because practice makes perfect the captain came on board about twelve o'clock and ordered the discharge of mr trotter to be made out as soon as the first lieutenant had reported what had occurred he then sent for all the midshipmen on the quarter-deck gentlemen said the captain to them with a stern countenance i feel very much indebted to some of you for the character which you have been pleased to give of me to mr simple i must now request that you will answer a few questions which i am about to put in his presence did i ever flog the whole starboard watch because a ship would only sail nine knots on a bowline no sir no replied they all very much frightened did i ever give a midshipman four dozen for not having his weekly accounts pipe-clayed or another five dozen for wearing a scarlet watch ribbon no sir replied they all together did any midshipman ever die on his chest from fatigue they again replied in the negative then gentlemen you will oblige me by stating which of you thought proper to assert these falsehoods in the public coffee-room and further which of you obliged this youngster to risk his life in a duel they were all silent will you answer me gentlemen with respect to the duel sir replied the midshipman who had fought me i heard say that the pistols were only charged with powder it was a joke well sir we'll allow that the duel was only a joke and i hope and trust that your report is correct is the reputation of your captain only a joke allow me to ask i request to know who of you dared to propagate such injurious slander here there was a dead pause well then gentlemen since you will not confess yourselves i must refer to my authority mr simple have the goodness to point out the person or persons who gave you the information but i thought this would not be fair and as they had all treated me very kindly after the duel i resolved not to tell so i answered if you please sir i consider that i told you all that in confidence confidence sir replied the captain who ever heard of confidence between a post-captain and a midshipman no sir replied i not between a post-captain and a midshipman but between two gentlemen the captain bit his lip and then turning to the midshipman said you may thank mr simple gentlemen that i do not press this matter further i do believe that you were not serious when you calumniated me but recollect that what is said in joke is too often repeated in earnest i trust that mr simple's conduct will have its effect and that you will leave off practising upon him who has saved you from a very severe punishment when the midshipmen went down below they all shook hands with me and said that i was a good fellow for not peaching but as for the advice of the captain that they should not practise upon me as he termed it they forgot that for they commenced again immediately and never left off until they found that i was not to be deceived any longer the postman came on board with the letters and put his head into the midshipman's berth i was very anxious to have one from home but i was disappointed some had letters and some had not those who had not declared that their parents were very undutiful and that they would cut them off without a shilling and those who had letters 
after they had read them offered them for sale to the others usually at half price i could not imagine why they sold or why the others bought them but they did do so and one that was full of good advice was sold three times from which circumstance i was inclined to form a better opinion of the morals of my companions i mentioned the reason why i was so anxious for a letter namely because i wanted to buy my dirk and cocked hat upon which they told me that there was no occasion for my spending my money as by the regulations of the service the purser's steward served them out to all the officers who applied for them as i knew where the purser's steward's room was having seen it when down in the cockpit with the trotters i went down immediately mr purser's steward said i let me have a cocked hat and a dirk immediately very good sir replied he and he wrote an order upon a slip of paper which he handed to me there is the order for it sir but the cocked hats are kept in the chest up in the main top and as for the dirk you must apply to the butcher who has them under his charge i went up with the order and thought i would first apply for the dirk so i inquired for the butcher whom i found sitting in the sheep pen with the sheep mending his trousers in reply to my demand he told me that he had not the key of the storeroom which was under the charge of one of the corporals of marines i inquired who and he said cheeks the marine this celebrated personage is the prototype of mr nobody on board a man-of-war i went everywhere about the ship inquiring for cheeks the marine but could not find him some said that they believed he was in the foretop standing sentry over the wind that it might not change others that he was in the galley to prevent the midshipmen from soaking their biscuit in the captain's dripping pan as i could not find the marine i thought i might as well go for my cocked hat and get my dirk afterwards i did not much like going up the rigging because i was afraid of turning giddy and if i fell overboard i could not swim but one of the midshipmen offered to accompany me stating that i need not be afraid if i fell overboard of sinking to the bottom as if i was giddy my head at all events would swim so i determined to venture i climbed up very near to the main top but not without missing the little ropes very often and grazing the skin of my shins then i came to large ropes stretched out from the mast so that you must climb them with your head backwards the midshipman told me these were called the cat harpings because they were so difficult to climb that a cat would expostulate if ordered to go out by them i was afraid to venture and then he proposed that i should go through lubber's hole which he said had been made for people like me i agreed to attempt it as it appeared more easy and at last arrived quite out of breath and very happy to find myself in the main top the captain of the main top was there with two other sailors the midshipman introduced me very politely mr jenkins mr simple midshipman mr simple mr jenkins captain of the main top mr jenkins mr simple has come up with an order for a cocked hat the captain of the top replied that he was very sorry that he had not one in store but the last had been served out to the captain's monkey this was very provoking the captain of the top then asked me if i was ready with my footing i replied not very for i had lost it two or three times when coming up he laughed and replied that i should lose it altogether before i went down and that i must hand it out hand out my footing said i puzzled and appealing to the midshipman what does he mean he means that you must fork out a seven shilling bit i was just as wise as ever and stared very much when mr jenkins desired the other men to get half a dozen foxes and make a spread eagle of me unless he had his parkasite i never should have found out what it all meant had not the midshipman who laughed till he cried at last informed me 
that it was the custom to give the men something to drink the first time that i came aloft and that if i did not they would tie me up to the rigging having no money in my pocket i promised to pay them as soon as i went below but mr jenkins would not trust me why sir said i do you know who you are speaking to i am an officer and a gentleman do you know who my grandfather is oh yes replied he very well then who is he sir replied i very angrily who is he why he's the lord knows who no replied i that's not his name he is lord privilege i was very much surprised that he knew that my grandfather was a lord and do you suppose continued i that i would forfeit the honour of my family for a paltry seven shillings this observation of mine and a promise on the part of the midshipman who said he would be bail for me satisfied mr jenkins and he allowed me to go down the rigging i went to my chest and paid the seven shillings to one of the topmen who followed me and then went up on the main deck to learn as much as i could of my profession End of chapter seven